Today's the day. The WNBA season opens today, and the Chicago Sky start their season today. We're going to talk about the things to look out for as the Sky have their first game of the season, as well as go around the WNBA for news. We're doing all that and more right after this. Welcome to Chicago Sky Central, and here's your host, Hayes. What's going on, Sky fans and WNBA fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Sky Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Sky and WNBA related. I'm the host here, Hayes. Right off the top, you can follow me at CEO Hayes if you choose to do so. And with the WNBA season starting, and I have always felt like WNBA League Pass is one of the best values of any sports subscription show, right? I mean, uh, channel or whatever you want to call it. Service. Service is the word that I'm looking for. Of any sports subscription service, because if you are a true WNBA fan, you like to watch all the games, it, unless they're nationally televised, you're getting every single game with not really any blackouts or anything like that. And it's only $25 for the year. Whereas you pay almost that a month for the NBA League Pass. WNBA League Pass, I think, is a great value. and you know, it, even it's a low point of entry as well. If you're a, you know, just starting out WNBA fan, but you want to be able to watch, you haven't really found your team, but you want to be able to pick and choose and watch and have access to almost all the great games, WNBA League Pass is a great thing. Now, with that being said, we have our League Pass rankings, and this one comes from Winsider. And so it ranks all 12 teams and how much of a watch and must-see they are on League Pass. And the Seattle Storm come in at the bottom at number 12, on this list with the Los Angeles Sparks at number 11, which is, I like the Sparks roster. It seems like that uh, sentiment is not shared around the WNBA fandom, but, hey, I like the Sparks roster. You have the Phoenix Mercury coming in at number 10. I'm surprised they're that low as well, considering the return of Brittany Griner, things like that. You have the Dallas Wings at number 9. They should be number 12. I'm, I'm not. I don't look forward to the Dallas Wings. I think that they can have a tough team, but I'm not really looking looking forward to many Wings games. At eight, the Connecticut Sun. And next up at number seven is the Minnesota Lynx. Now, this is a roster that I am excited about. When you look at Collier and Diamond Miller and just how they're, that, that, that era is getting started there, um, them being big big contributors to that roster. I'm really excited about taking a look at the Minnesota Lynx and watching them on uh, WNBA League Pass as well. And then we have the, the dreaded Indiana Fever. Now, you guys know I have my, my agenda to uh, build a rivalry between the the Chicago Sky and the Indiana Fever. It's probably not going to happen, but, you know, that's just my own personal thing. And then we have the Chicago Sky surprisingly coming in at number five. And, you know, the reason why I say that this is surprising, I mean, the Chicago Sky Central, I'm a huge Sky fan, but it, that the, Sky, the Sky haven't really gotten much favor in regards to, like, record predictions or anything like that, power rankings. But when you look at it, one of the reasons they named for the Sky being this high on the list is Kalia Copper. And I completely agree with you on that. Kalia Copper, Dana Evans, Marina Mabry, they are some of the reasons why any WNBA fan and, and especially Sky fan needs to be watching this team, how they work out, how the growth of this team overall. You know, the downside, you know, of losing Isabel Harrison, that was another player that I was really excited about. But I do think also just seeing the storyline around the Sky, how the Sky rebound from losing so many players that have been a big part of that franchise and organization for so long, I'm glad to see them up at the top half of the WNBA in the league pass rankings. And then you have the Mystics at number four, uh, the Liberty, the Las Vegas Aces at number three and two, much understandably. But then surprisingly, the Atlanta Dream rank at number one. And when you look at this team, the Atlanta Dream are going to be a fun, fun, fun team to watch. And, you know, I can't, I, I initially I just expected kind of uh, the, the, the Aces 
and the Liberty to be one and two. But I actually, I actually agree with them being ranked at number, the Atlanta Dream being ranked at number one. But that's the league pass rankings. Really doesn't mean much, but, you know, just a fun conversation to have. But next up, Under Armour as well, signed Diamond Miller, Letitia Emier, and uh, Marina Mabry to, to deals going into this WNBA season. And Marina Mabry, a Chicago Sky player, so definitely looking out for that. But Letitia, Diamond Miller, definitely deserving as well. As we continue to bring more awareness to the WNBA, it's great to see it. And uh, Under Armour had this to say. Under Armour continues to invest with women's sport and is deepening this commitment by teaming up and uplifting the voices of female athletes that align with our values and goals to grow the game. This one's from Sean Egbert, the SVP of Global Sport Marketing at Under Armour. He also says, welcome in Diamond, Letitia, and Marina to our roster. We feel confident we'll be able to continue making a lasting impact not only in women's basketball, but across women's sports globally. Great, great message there. Always love to see the women of the WNBA get the rightful notice that they deserve. So shout out to those women heading into the next WNBA season, getting a deal with Under Armour. Now, the last piece of WNBA news that we're going to talk about is the the, the Los Angeles Sparks picked up um, Nia Colden um, as well, who Cloud Clowden, Clowden, who uh, was just waived by the Connecticut Suns, end up getting picked up. Sun, not Suns, ends up getting picked up and claimed off waivers by the Sparks. Shout out to her. And, you know, especially considering she was just a 12th overall pick uh, in the 2022 draft. So, it's you know, it, it, that's one of the downsides of the WNBA. And we've talked about it on the last couple of episodes. Just how many draft picks in the first round end up not on their teams going forward. But with that said, before we get into the Sky News and focus of this episode, I also want to talk about uh, the draft picks from this year that, that still did make a roster. So when you look at it, 10 out of the 12 picks in the first round made their opening day rosters when you look at Aaliyah Boston Diamond Miller who we all knew Maddie Sigris Lou Lopez Haley Jones Grace Berger Letitia uh Amir um and then Jordan Horston and Zia Cook all making their rosters on opening night then in the second round we have four players from the second round making their opening night roster and Leah Brown with the Atlanta Dream Dorka who Dorka is going to be a monster at the next level with the Minnesota Lynx Ashley Jones, who I loved in this draft, with the Dallas Wings making that uh, that deal, and Dulcie Fankin um, with the Seattle Storm also making their their opening night rosters, and then two third round picks as well with Victoria Saxton with the Indiana Fever and Katie uh, or Caddy Katie uh, making it with the Phoenix Mercury. Shout out to those ladies who made their opening night rosters, who showed enough and are able to come into a team and develop. Some of those names, yeah, you expect to absolutely make their rosters. But, you know, you never know in the WNBA how many of those picks are actually going to make their roster. So shout out to those ladies. Congratulations to you guys for being able to make uh, your your WNBA rosters on opening night. And hopefully it's a fruitful WNBA season for everyone. But enough of news from around the WNBA. Let's go ahead and get into the Chicago Sky specifics of it. So we ourselves made a last-minute acquisition for the Chicago Sky roster. And we um signed, uh, claimed, well, claimed off waivers, Sika. Conan. And so this we claimed her off waivers. This is a forward. Uh, she comes in. She could probably play forward and center. 6'4". She brings a nice skill set. And considering that we lost Isabel Harrison as well, uh, formerly drafted by the New York Liberty um, in their draft uh, in 2022. She was a third round pick there. But she's coming in. Uh, we picked her up off waivers. So she's going to help add to that front line. A front line that was already pretty thin and after losing Isabel Harrison to injury, we'll see how long she's going to be out. We needed as much help as we can get. 
James Wade said that he was monitoring the waiver wire to see if we can get any acquisitions. He's extremely excited about this signing. And so, you know, we'll end up seeing. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll end up seeing what she ends up bringing uh, to this team at a position of need, how she factors in the rotation. You kind of look at uh, how that front line is going to work out. Uh, she may have some difficulty cracking ahead of some players there. But considering that we need that help on the front line, yeah, she's going to have every opportunity. But let's go ahead and get into the last topic for today, and that is the Chicago Sky play tonight in a game that I'm excited. I don't know about you guys. I, like I said, I don't like to judge everyone else's WNBA fandom, but I am a huge WNBA fan, and this is like opening night with anything else to me. It goes down. We're opening our season in Minnesota against the Lynx tonight, and some of the biggest questions around this roster as we head into our first game is still figuring out the balance, right? Marina Mabry, who was not available for any preseason games because of her coming back, needing that rest, they wanted to give her time for that. She has her role cut out for her. But how does Marina Mabry fit in with Courtney Williams, with Kalia Copper, and how dangerous they're going to be as the one, two, and three on this roster is going to be important as well. Elizabeth Williams, is she going to be available as well? And then how that four, who gets the starting four job? Is it Elena Smith, right? Is, uh, is it Birch, who showed some great things um, on the Chicago Sky roster in the preseason as well. Robin Parks has made her name felt for being in the rotation as well. Seems like Lee Yaru is not going to be available either. But how Marina Mabry changes this team specifically on offense. While the Chicago Sky went 2-1 and one over their preseason, it, it seemed at times that we did need a little extra ump, whether it's facilitating, whether we're scoring, especially out on the perimeter. We need some more three-point shooting. Marina Mabry can come in and bring a lot of those skills initially. So seeing how she works into this roster, how she may change our offensive shot profile, considering that we need it, is going to be one of the biggest things that I'm looking out for as well. Also, the growth of Kalia Copper. Kalia Copper is the, the de facto number one on this roster. And her being willing to you know, step up in big moments, which she's always done over her career, being one of the best WNBA players to watch, one of the most exciting players to watch in the W, as well as, as, as Kalia Copper just stepping up and, and how does she operate in that number one role, right? The de facto number one. How does she de when does she defer, right? How does she play off these other players that almost every new acquisition we brought into this roster talked about how excited they were to play with Kalia Copper? How does that work out? Our front line, you know, the offense overall, how, we are probably not going to be as efficient as an offense as what we were last season, at least not initially. If we do, shout out to the sky for getting rocking and rolling. But how do they go through finding their ebbs and flows as an offense, as a new team coming together? It's going to be one of the best stories to watch as well as we go forward through this first week and two of the season as these ladies fill each other out, right? The balance of that roster. Who steps up and, be, and is the ultimate role player, right? Dana Evans, Rebecca Gardner, uh, Elena Smith, um, um, Birch, right? Robin Parks. How do those players, whichever ones are on the bench, how do they come in and help support the starters as well? Because they all have clear and defined roles for the Chicago Sky as well coming into the season. And Coach James Wade, how does James Wade coach this team? A, a, a team that it seems like James Wade likes having underdogs. He likes having teams that have to punch above their weight to make other teams take notice. And we're going to be a team that has to do that a lot this season. We're not predicted to have a lot of wins. We're not predicted to be one of the top teams in the WNBA. But how this team comes together, specifically under their coach and GM that put this team together. And I think that puts a little bit more onus on James Wade, in my opinion, as well, just because he put this team together. This is the balance that he wanted to have, right? 
Yes, Isabel Harrison is down, not going to be available, and we know that we, ideally, she would have been on this roster, but she's not. But still, overall, seeing how James Wade gets the most out of these ladies going into this first season together is going to be one of the most fun things to watch as well. But the growth of Dana Evans, I know I talk a lot about Dana Evans on this channel because I firmly believe in her potential to be a, a high-level guard in this league. The, the, the keys are not the keys of the total team, but Dana Evans is going to have a defined cutout role for her from the start of this season. How does she respond in that time, in those minutes? And then outside of that as well, looking at the other players, Robin Park, uh, Sika now, Kone on this team, who's now here, uh, Chris, uh, Christine Angwe, uh, you know, Morgan Birch, right? All these players who don't necessarily come in with the most cachet, right? None of them come in even with the hype of Ema Misaman. But how do they grow and develop on this team over the course of the season to make people take notice? And then the downside of it as well, how do we overcome the injury to, Elizabeth, to Isabel Harrison, right? Who, how are we, we going to overcome that injury? We know that we haven't played any regular season games with her, but we understood what her role was going to be to attack the rim, to facilitate, to get rebounds, to do some rim protection. Not having a player like that who play, who also brings in a nice, versatile offensive skill set as well, not having that on this team and how, does, how this team overcomes that is going to be interesting to watch as well. We have an interesting season ahead of us as Chicago Sky fans, a season full of uncertainty on how this roster, how the coach is going to coach them, all that, and how it's going to come together. But I tell you what, it's going to be fun to watch how this team comes together over the course of the season. Make sure you guys are tuned in right here as well. We'll be live right after the game ends for a live post-game show, which you can count on us every single post-game. Me and Steve-O will be live tonight to break down the Chicago Skies opening day game. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Otherwise, you can follow the show at Chicago Sky Pod on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Sky Central at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Sky related. And I'll see you guys the next time we go to Skytown. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break, Break Media. Media. Media.